The Dancepreneuring Studio, Session 70. Five trips everyone needs to take. No budget required. Five, six, seven, eight. Hi there, I'm Annette Bone, and welcome to Session Number 70 of The Dancepreneuring Studio. This podcast is the place where dance inspires life and business. I get the privilege of bringing you some of the best and creative minds who are connected to the art of dance as they share their stories, their ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and your business forward. I'm excited to be coming back from a short business trip. Actually, it was business slash pleasure, I guess, a little bit because I got to spend some time with my son and just not really on a total schedule like I usually am. Although I'm not really on a total schedule. I make a schedule for myself, of course. But it was nice to be able to be out of my normal element and think about some things and get ideas. Of course, when you go away and you can take advantage of what's around you, it's great for business, for relaxation, for everything. So I have a couple other trips coming up this summer going into the fall that I'm really excited about that I'll probably talk about a little bit later in some upcoming episodes. For this episode, I'm excited to bring you in our Step to Success segment, What Are You Saying? In our Dancer's Dialect segment, oozy and gooey. Doesn't that sound delicious? Of course, I seem to talk about food a lot in my podcast. (laughs) Lately, anyway. In our freestyle flow segment, things are not what they seem. And in our feature presentation, five trips that everyone needs to take. No budget required. Thanks so much for joining me. Hi, my name is Sarah Arnold. I'm a ballet teacher and founder of Tutu Chic Originals, and also the website, The Accidental Artist, where I discuss ballet technique, tips, and ballet conditioning. You're listening to another session of the Dancepreneuring Studio with Annette Bone. It's profitable to be skillful and wise. Welcome to this week's Step to Success. A step to your success is anything that moves your life and your business forward. Whether it's an app, a book, or an idea, you can apply something today that will help you succeed. I was recently at dinner with some friends, and I love dinner conversation. Any conversation that's intelligent, that's engaging, that's funny, it's the best. I know all conversations are not like that, obviously. But the subject of my podcast came up, and someone asked me how it was going. And of course, I said it was great because I love creating the content for it. I love having the conversations with the dancers, choreographers, entrepreneurs. And then someone else said, well, you know, it's interesting because there are people that dance like at parties or (laughs) whatever. And they were saying, you know, It's interesting to watch people that don't dance well. And none of these people at dinner were dancers, mind you. So she had said, it's really interesting to watch people that don't dance well, but think that they dance well and are confident. And I respect them and it makes me want to watch them. And it got me thinking about this book that I recently read called The Self-Talk Solution by Shad Helmstetter. I've linked it in the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 070. And this book was recommended to me, gosh, over a decade ago at least by a very influential mentor who had passed away, unfortunately, way too soon. It was unexpected. And I love this book because it's not simply about positive self-talk. It's about self-management and self-direction and taking inventory of where you're at so you know where you want to go. 
I'm being reminded more and more how important the inner dialogue of the conversation within you is so critical in helping you succeed at your goals. And so he talks a lot about that, about the input, about where we get input and things like that. It's a very old book. I don't know when it was written, but it's pretty old. My copy is actually pretty beat up and I have all these notes and things I'm still going over. I highly recommend this book because I think we could all use more self-confidence and self-esteem. And when we are filled within with all the good things that we can remind ourselves of and all the things that we aspire to, I think that naturally overflows onto other people and can benefit and help other people. If we don't have good things about ourselves or don't think good things about ourselves, then we can't give that to other people. And I think it's all about giving that to other people. So I highly recommend this book. I hope that you read it. But more importantly, I hope you read it and can implement what will work for you. And now, Life and Business Connect with the Dancer's Dialect. The Dancer's Dialect is the dancer's language. I share dance terminology and concepts across different genres so you can see the correlations in your life and in your business. So what texture is your favorite dessert? I seem to talk a lot about food lately on this podcast. (laughs) But I can laugh about it now because before I started this journey with getting healthier and getting more fit so that I can dance better, food was definitely the enemy. And I had to change my outlook on food and exercise and the way I viewed things in order to progress and get healthier. And I'm still on that journey. So I can kind of laugh and joke about it now. And I bring this up with the texture of the dessert because our word for today in the dancer's dialect has to do with an analogy that has been presented to me quite a number of times in dance class. At least the the really good teachers talk about this. And the word for today is plie, which is a basic foundational technical step in ballet that's done at the bar and done in, gosh, done. It's it's so foundational because it is the foundation for jumps, for strength. It is important for preparation for pirouettes. It's important for transitions. It's important for injury prevention. And I've linked a great article from Ballet Hub in the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 070 that talks about these things I just listed out for plie and plie basics and and the importance of this foundational step in ballet and other forms of dance. What you need to remember and what's been demonstrated and what's been reminded to me with doing plies, whether it's at the bar or in uh, doing center work with the slower adagio, even with going across the floor, is that you want to be oozy and gooey. So I've had a number of teachers talk about either being oozy or gooey or stretchy, sort of like it reminded me of, oh my goodness, Laffy Taffy, which I used to eat a lot of. My favorite was the banana Laffy Taffy, and my son still has that every now and again. I can't remember the last time I had it, but oh my, I really liked banana Laffy Taffy and Big Hunk because it was so it was so gooey. It was so stretchy. And so doing plies, that's the, what I think about now, like being stretchy from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet and having my body just be stretchy so that I'm stretching up and also stretching down while I'm doing the plie, whether I'm at the bar or in the center or going across the floor. And so 
the good teachers will always talk about that. It's it's not about being static or being stuck in the plie. And it's really important, like I said, for all of those things, for foundational things, for jumps, for preparation for pirouettes, for transitions, for strength, for injury prevention. And again, it reminded me that you don't overlook the basics or simple things that you do, whether it's in dance or in business or something else, because they are the foundation to build upon more complex things. And now anything goes with Freestyle Flow. What's on your mind today, Annette? Things are not what they seem. It's my goal now to find artisan coffee places that serve pour over coffee. And specifically now that I've tried it on this recent trip, I was at this place called Snowbird Coffee in downtown Phoenix, Arizona. And oh my goodness, I love this thing. It is a coffee, a cold brew coffee that has nitrogen in it. So they put nitrogen and so it has this bubbly, smooth, effervescent quality. What I was told is that it's like a, a cross between a stout beer and something else. I've never had stout beer. I'm kind of considering it now just because this coffee was so delicious, didn't need anything. And that's usually the case with high-end pour-over coffee. You don't need anything in it. I, As a matter of fact, I went to this place this morning and had pour-over that had notes of peanut brittle, rosemary, and orange soda. Isn't that an interesting combination? I thought, oh my goodness, it's kind of weird, but that's a why, that's why I got to try it. And so I sat there and just enjoyed this coffee and, and and tried to see if I could pick out the notes. I don't have that that discerning palette, palette yet. <laughs> That's my goal is to have this discerning palette for this coffee, for this high-end artisan pour-over coffee. And I think a lot of it is just the science of how it's made. And I've talked a little bit about that before in a previous session. Anyway, so we were at this coffee place and enjoying this nitro coffee, which I definitely have to have again. And I'm on the hunt to look for somewhere in LA that have it, has it, which I'm sure they do. And then of course, in Orange County, where I'm recording at the moment. And so at this coffee place, we were looking at the art that was all around, which is very common in cute little coffee shops where there's art all around. And there was a picture, this artwork of a scene from the first Spider-Man movie. And it was the one scene where it's raining, I think, and Spider-Man is upside down. And the character, the love interest that Kirsten Dunst, I hope I pronounced her name right, Kristen, Kirsten Dunst, the actress played, and she removes his masks and she's about to kiss him and he's upside down. However, in this art piece, this interpretation, I call it interpretation, the Spider-Man was there painted on instead of her character it was Batman and I forgot what the title of it was it had oh gosh I I should have I should have taken a picture of it actually then I could have put it on the show notes but the people I was with made a comment about how that was a weird picture and that's all they really said that's weird that positioning is weird and just very vague general comments like that and then we just kind of left it at that I was just I didn't say anything I was just kind of looking at it I was noticing the texture and what kind of paint they use not that I know a lot about that but just how it affected me the colors and the positioning and the fabric and that kind of thing so we left it at that a few minutes a few minutes later a girl comes over 
saying that she had to come over and say how offended she was at the comments about the picture. And, you know, everyone apologized for offending her and just said, you know, we were just commenting because we said it was weird, not because it was Spider-Man and Batman, but because of the juxtaposition of the images and the way that the uh, more so the quality than that's anyway, that's what I got from they weren't making comments about the subject matter, they were making comments about the positioning of the characters and the positioning of the picture. Apparently, she she did not hear that. And so she didn't know the full extent of a conversation. So it got me thinking about how when you eavesdrop on a conversation, that you don't know the full extent, even if you think you hear everything. So it's easy to eavesdrop, but you can't assume that you know the full extent of a conversation. And we have the freedom to express our opinions, whether other others agree or not. We live in this country where we can express what we want. So whether you agree or not, you have the right to say what you want to say, when you want to say it, where you want to say it, for the most part. If something is offensive to you, you can put headphones on and listen to something else. I know I've been in places where the cursing was crazy out of this world, (laughs) if that's even possible. And so I either choose to tune it out or I leave or go somewhere else so I don't have to hear it. And so you can leave. If something is offensive to you, you can leave. You can also, if you need, if you feel the need to interject, if something is offending you, if you're overhearing something and you really feel the need to say something, if it's really bothering you, you can still preface the conversation positively and still express your feelings if you need that validation. So we have freedom to do all that. And it just reminded me that even if something like that happens and someone misunderstands, you can still respond in grace, which I saw that so, oh my goodness, I saw that demonstrated so strongly with the company I was with, just the grace and the love that was extended to her, um, just apologizing for offending her, because it was never about offending the person or the people around us. It was just making a comment about the positioning and the quality of the art, which that could still be offensive to someone. Anyway, so my snowbird coffee experience was still positive and oh my goodness i love nitro coffee i gotta find some now now that you're warmed up get ready to go full out with our feature presentation So coming back from this trip, travel, of course, is on my mind. I have a friend that is going to this business lifestyle conference called A-Fest in Greece that looks incredible. And I have another friend who is taking a month-long trip to several parts of the country. And it's his desire to continue traveling the world, which is definitely my desire as well. I haven't been to too many places and I'm looking forward to traveling a lot more. And so it got me thinking about trips that everyone can take that don't need a budget. And these are the five trips that I would recommend for everyone, no budget required. Trip number one, a trip outside your comfort zone. It is so important to get out of your comfort zone if you want to grow, whether it's in your life or in your business. Sometimes if you get too outside of your comfort zone, it can get you so freaked out that you run back into your comfort zone. So you need to determine how much outside of your comfort zone you want to go. Now, of course, you can be one of those people that just goes crazy and and that's your personality and that's what you thrive on. So you do that. But they, I know that there are a bunch of people where they 
go way outside their comfort zone, go back in and then retreat even that much more. So I think it's important that if you need to, you can still get out of your comfort zone, but you can still do it in baby steps. And that is better progress and better than doing nothing at all or going way out knowing that you're going to be afraid or knowing that that's going to affect you adversely and then retreating. So take a trip outside your comfort zone, wherever that may be, but definitely take that trip. Trip number two, take a trip to the unknown. An example I can give you is go to a different restaurant. (laughs) I know you have your familiar places, restaurants or wherever you seem to frequent, but even if you go to the same restaurant, try something different. If you go to a different restaurant, obviously you're going to try a different dish, but do something different that you don't know about. Just even if you think you're not going to like it, just try it. Go take a trip to the unknown. A restaurant is a good place to start. Trip number three, take a spontaneous trip. If you haven't been to a museum, this could be with the restaurant thing too as well. If you haven't tried a certain dance style, if you haven't tried a certain hobby or activity, maybe you like to swim, but you haven't tried surfing or you haven't tried paddleboarding, which all those things I definitely want to do as well on a side note. So take a spontaneous trip. You'll be inspired. Trip number four, take a trip in someone else's shoes. It's amazing how what I had talked about in Freestyle Flow, how things are never what they seem. You just never know what people are going through. And so it's important to have compassion and see if you can see from someone else's viewpoint. I think that your empathy meter will increase when you really try to understand where people are coming from and validate and acknowledge that they're in a different place and their struggles you might not relate with. But if you can put yourself in their shoes and at least be empathetic and have compassion, you might find yourself understanding better. So take a trip in someone else's shoes instead of judging them. We're all guilty of this, of course, of judging and and uh, making assumptions. And it's natural to do that. And sometimes things really, it seems like we know what's going on, but that's not always the case. So I think that's one of the most important trips that you can take is a trip in someone else's shoes. Trip number five is take a trip inside yourself, meaning get away and get some solitude. Take a trip to silence. Take a trip via meditation. That doesn't cost anything. Not to get totally spiritual or anything on you. You don't have to subscribe to a certain religion or set of beliefs to meditate or to be in solitude or be silent. I've talked about this app before. It's the Calm app and you can check it out in the show notes at annettebone.com forward slash 070. And these are very simple meditations that you can do that don't have anything to do with any specific religion or set of beliefs. And I love that you can have different sounds. And even if you go to YouTube or something that has ambient sounds, it doesn't have any kind of dialogue or words or anything, use that. But it's really important that you take a trip inside yourself via solitude, via silence, and or via meditation. So my question to you is, what is a trip that you would recommend? No budget required. You can go to AnnetteBone.com forward slash 070, where you can also find the show notes in the session. And I would love to get your feedback. Also, if you found this podcast helpful or any of the other sessions helpful, I would really appreciate 
if you would rate, review, and subscribe via the Apple iTunes podcast app or on Stitcher Radio. And I would love to give you a shout out on a future session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Until next time, I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.